You are now listening to the Hot Take Podcast. Here are your hosts, Stephen Taroni and Josh Daddy. Time to make it hot. take podcast already week 14 as usual we are sponsored by thrive fantasy want to remind you guys to download the thrive fantasy app or visit thrivefantasy.com and use promo code hot take and get a 100 instant first deposit match bonus up to 100 sign up and come prop up with us today uh, i'm referring to us the hot take crew I uh, want to bring on the OG of the hot take, Mr. Stephen Troni. Welcome to the show, sir. Pleasure to be back, Josh, man. The hot take year, what is it, four, five now? What was it, 2018? That's three years. Okay. All right. And you're, you've been here for two now. And now it's, we're deep in it, 2021, in the middle of a pandemic. And we're still playing some football. We're still getting down some props, which I'm very excited about for this week. Oh, yeah. 14. Um, and we got a great guest to uh, to share his thoughts tonight, too. Yeah, 100%. And uh, can't forget about the third member of our crew, uh, new this year. But uh, something that's not new is him just continuing to just bankroll fools. So we might as well just play the music for him again. Gotcha. <laughs> mm. Welcome aboard, Berm. Uh, great to be here. Yeah, it was uh, another good week, another solid week. Not on Thrive, but uh, hit a solid uh, 3K win, DK payoff. On yeah, the, you're, uh, in, well, you're <laughs> just kind of like spreading the love. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, Thrive is a sponsor. So that was actually very nice of you to, oh, yeah. to take yeah, it, DK. Tried. It was just so sharp on Thrive. This past week <laughs> that, you know, it was tough. I, what can I say? 10 for 10 couldn't cut it this week. Right. <laughs> so that's why you got to spread out your uh, your betting. Yeah. Burns uh, absolutely perfect that won a Thrive slate and still doesn't take first place. Crazy. Yeah. Would you get like 38th, Burns? 38th. People just <laughs> hammered those unders and they, yeah, people were on that. They they looked up the weather report. They, they knew what was going to be. Yeah, that's right. Hey, that's, that's okay, man. I mean, the weather did suck, but at least you were able to, uh, you know, the, yeah. I tell you, Mac Jones, he might only threw three passes, but uh, you being three G's. So, I mean, it was it was a good night. So the, the winning continued. Uh, Berm, very proud of you, man, and uh, taking it down on DraftKings. Of course, um, we are going to be talking about uh, kind of some we're going to get into some best ball a little bit later. And I uh, get into some thrive props as we usually do. But I don't want to keep our guest waiting. Um you know, want to bring him aboard here, a gentleman that we met uh, the draft night out draft in Canton, Ohio. And uh, you may know him from Fantasy Pros as well, where he's putting down the NFL content and some Debbie content as well. Mr. Jeff Bell, welcome to the show, sir. I know it wasn't Metallica. It was ACDC. Shout out to Atco Records. But uh, the intro, it was, it was much easier to do the longer ACDC version. Welcome, welcome aboard. 
thank you for having me. That was a fantastic intro. You know, hell's bells. It, it hits a spot. So I certainly <laughs> enjoyed it. I love the intro. Congratulations on your draft king win kings win that's awesome as well my my bills did not win on monday night but you know if, if somebody i know takes down some money i'm always feeling good for them yeah 100 percent, man well we appreciate your time and coming on the show here and talking a little best ball and talking some thrive i know you've been in the thrive streets this year right joe i have been in the thrive i've i thoroughly enjoy it we were talking pre-show about just how good a job they do on some of their lines of the numbers it's just wild how it'll be one in one completion here or there or two yards here or there and it, it decides an over or an under yeah no i completely agree and some of those point allocations as well i feel like they're getting a little bit sharper as well um berm i want to throw it to you for just kind of that general topic um do you feel like, um, you know, that sharpness is increasing? Oh, absolutely. So there's been a couple of recent examples where people have really just, you know, bit, been on it, on Thrive. Like I pay attention to the, the ownership and like what the total like score you needed for each of the contests, number of entries, et cetera, all that. And things compared to the like very beginning, first couple of weeks of the season are definitely uh in my opinion, getting sharper. So perfect example, uh, usually a 10 for 10 on Thrive is you're banking a top, you know, the first place, second place, third place. Uh, this this past Bill's uh, New England game, uh, 10 for 10, didn't you barely cashed even with a 10 out of 10 lineup, but you didn't go risky enough with the, uh, with the points. So mm-hmm. you know, people are paying attention a little bit more, I think. Also, the last night, another perfect example of just the sharpness, I think, increasing. Uh, Thrive left up some, um, well, they don't change it, but they had Alexander Madison as two of the uh, props uh, for the Vikings game last night. Right. Obviously, if you hear Dalvin Cook's going to be actually playing, um, you go automatically to the unders. And 60% of people had those unders for both the touchdown and the yardage prop there. So, um yeah, it's definitely getting tighter, um, and you're going to have to really think about those point allocations, I think, yeah, yeah. a lot more than in the past. Yeah, 100%. And uh, well, we'll switch gears real quick. We'll talk about Thrive here again towards the end of the show, but we wanted to get into a little best ball recap, kind of like a year-end review type deal in a case... Most of you guys, uh, whether you are playing on DraftKings, like we mentioned earlier, uh, Underdog, uh, who we've done a couple of, um, you know, a couple of those best ball drafts in the off season in August. Yeah. And uh, I think we might have even done one ju- uh, July. Uh, we had an Adam Leventan on, did one live with us as well. Um, you know, and, and most of those are, the, this is the last week of, you know, the round one or the regular season, whatever you want to call it before the you know advancing periods come in and basically the playoffs start so it's it's just like a lot of your season long leagues out there especially with the 18th week now in the season and uh professor i gotta i gotta throw it to you first my man because you know we were kind of talking about this and 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 going over this and dude you're like at a 50 percent clip that's insane man average advance rates like 12 to 16 ish percent based on uh, whatever site or tournament you're on you're just like casually, you know, just advancing like half your entries as of today. Yeah. Well, I, I'm not first in any of them. I'm second in the most. And I, they're so I'm, humble. 
I know. Well, sorry. yeah, I mean, and then third and one. So I'm hoping, you know, this week we'll, we'll, we'll change some things. But I mean, you know, I was looking at it and actually something that we were talking about today over text. And I want to get I want to open this up. And then, Jeff, I want you to talk about, you know, your exposure, you know, just players that you were targeting. How's that how that's looking now? Um, you know, early on in the offseason, we'll start with James Conner because he was like 33 percent actually in the puppies specifically. He, I think he was like 45 percent owned for me. Um, and that was something that early in the offseason, as you know, as anyone who listens to the show, no, I was huge on James Conner. And that kind of yep. shifted, right? And actually, when we were at Draft Night Out in Canton, in the office league, Jeff, that we're actually in, we're in the same division there, um, I chose, you know, to just get Chase Edmonds instead. So that was kind of later in the offseason, actually, you know, even though we're talking about August, that was later in the offseason. So most of my exposure to James Conner happened early on. So it just happened to flip towards the end. And also, it was really relative to my draft position because I was lucky enough, and I didn't think at the time, but I was getting seven eight as my draft spot i never got one i mean i rarely got one and in a lot of my redraft leagues i did get one berm and josh and our bro down i got one i didn't really like that you know i kind of knew <laughs> right. so i was getting a lot of Devonte adams i was getting that wide receiver one and that he has been really the most consistent player i can think of in the first round i mean it's really like correct me if i'm wrong i'm just if i'm missing anyone i mean obviously jonathan taylor who fell you know, to the second round at one point when that Carson Wentz injury. So yep. just being able to get Devontae Adams there was huge. And I think that, you know, just looking at it moving forward, um, you know, just with exposure and with best ball in particular, obviously consistency and with the upside with a wide receiver one like that at the back end, if you're seeing that tier break, and that's what right. we're talking about, tier-based rankings, that's where Devontae Adams is really coming oh. in clutch. Yeah, no doubt. And yeah, I mean, we were at that seven, eight spot. You're basically looking at, like you just mentioned, Jonathan Taylor, Devontae Adams, and some Travis Kelsey. I know Kelsey point wise isn't going to, you know, equate to what Adams and Taylor are doing, but I mean, positionally, Travis Kelsey's still been, he's still been, you know, pretty good. Um, But I mean, you're still getting into a spot where that was, you know, really good as far as a lot of the, you know, consensus options that were available at that point in the first round. So it was yeah. a, a very good point by you. Um, wanted to ask, uh, you know, you mentioned James Connor, uh, just going through my list of guys real quick. And I'll, and I was um, just going to mention like right now I'm sitting at about a 36% advance rate. We could get uh, another, we could sneak another one in and uh, be at 42%. So I'll be trying to, trying to get as close to the professor as I can, but um you know, looking at the the running backs that I had, uh, Mixon was on a lot of my teams and Henry, uh, before he got hurt, put up, you know, just a ton of points and uh, kind of provided a little bit of cushion where some of the guys have been making up for it. Um, I, I found it uh, uh, really odd that a lot of those teams uh, that I drafted that are advancing had Chris, uh, Chris Carson. Um, so that was kind of an anomaly. Uh, but Miles Gaskin was another running back that I had a lot of. Um, you know, quarterback wise, I had some Dak Stafford and Brady on a lot of those teams uh, that are advancing. Uh, honestly, my wide receiver is kind of a shit show. Uh, honestly, Hunter Renfro is probably the the biggest uh, he's been reason. Huge. He's been on. Yeah, he's by him. Great. When you go through, you know, the rest of this list, Gronk and Dawson Knox. I mean, those are the guys that I have on most of these teams that are advancing. And there's one team, Professor, you'll remember this. I said the very first team I drafted this year, I fell in love with the team. And all of those guys I just mentioned are basically on that team, except Stafford. 
um so kind of like a culmination um you know of getting in there but um some of the point totals i've seen have kind of varied really wildly as well um but jeff i'll throw it to you as the guest what what players did you have a lot of exposure to in best ball or any kind of uh, lessons or success stories that you've taken from this season so far? Well, so I'm, I'm like breaking even in underdog right now. So, and it, once I go through some of the guys on my top 10 list, you'll probably understand why um, I got a lot of Jalen Rager because I thought, you know, he's yeah. he was like a ninth or 10th round pick and, and same he here. Would, you know, that was my most, that's my biggest exposure. I got a lot of John o. Smith. I believed in John o. Smith and I really liked his value. I got a lot of Travis Etienne because he was in that fourth or fifth round. And another guy that I've got a lot of is Juju Smith-Schuster. So, you know, these, these are, and, and I thought for sure that uh, Deshaun Watson would at least give us half a season. So that was one of like the 15th, 16th round grab I did frequently. So when you hear that list, I feel like I'm doing pretty well to be close to break even because <laughs> uh, I, I hit on Brandon Cooks is my second highest exposure. Jalen Waddles, my fifth highest exposure. So some of those guys were really clutch for me. Um, then kind of that like the early guys, like I kind of spread that exposure out. So like I, it was one of those things where I get to like round eight through like 12, 13, I just liked my guys and half of them hit half of them didn't so. oh yeah yep i okay so we all you know like steve just mentioned shout out to draft night out and hoose and all those guys the uh you know we met you at the draft night out draft and this was and, the first time that you and i met Josh. yeah and that was the first time i met in person and you know i had like three best ball slow boys going and every time i'd be up professor would be like is jalen waddle available what about jalen waddle and dude, I did take Jalen Rager a couple times, you know, over in that shame on me. You know, it's uh, he's he's actually Jeff. It's funny you mentioned him. He's actually my number one exposed player overall. So he's it's, mine it's, too. yeah, it's hilarious that you mentioned that. And uh, which well, is I also love, funny. I love Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, we were supposed to have your buddy Dave on the show tonight. And every time I would finish a season long draft, um like fantasy pros you know how they have the your your experts agree most with and there's yep. dave was always on the list so that's funny um, that's really so funny. We're, we're lining up with you and dave's picks at least at least i am anyway yeah, what were you gonna dave, say Steve? let's get jeff in here oh, i was sorry, just bud. gonna say yeah dave and i are on the, the same wavelength with a lot of players so it wouldn't make sense me that you hear that it, it's really funny that you bring up waddle because like you know, I, I loved Waddle in the offseason for Team Rise or Fall, uh, best ball pr player profiler. Like, I was in on him. I didn't think he would be as good as he is was this year in terms of redraft. Huge in Dynasty. Um, but when it came down to Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle and having them in the same range, if, if they were both on the board, a lot of times I was going Devontae Smith. And Devontae Smith is very highly on my exposure rate. But, I mean, we talk about Jalen Rager and these guys. Like, I mean, Brashard Perryman is, like, one of my highest exposed, like, guys. Like, these are dart throws, okay? And that, that's going to happen. You know, you're going to have a high exposure rate to these guys. Some of them aren't going to hit. That's just, you know, we can look at these numbers and be like, man, how is my team doing so damn good? I have, like, 38% of Mar <laughs> Marvin Jones, right? Because I love Marvin Jones. But, like, you know, it, some of these guys do hit, you know? And that, that's what it comes down to, like the James Connors. Um, so, you know, that's, that's what fantasy football is about. It's about calling your shot and sometimes you swing and you miss and sometimes you hit. Um, but I remember walking up to, to Jeff where I'm on the clock. I picked Devonte Smith. 
Jeff goes Waddle right after me. And I was like, man, you know, like <laughs> I, I really wanted Waddle, but I just couldn't let Devontae Smith go with the perceived volume being the wide receiver one. Jeff's like, just pick, just pick who you want. And I'm yeah. like, hey, it's not that simple. You know what I mean? But you know what? It was that simple. I should have got Waddle there. Yeah, my team, <laughs> yeah that my was... team, uh, team's pretty good in that draft night out. I'm doing okay. I've yeah. got Taylor. I've got Waddle. I picked up Cordero. I've got uh, Gronk as my backup because I've got Kelsey. I'm doing I'm doing okay there. That league is interesting. Some Sometimes, you know, we'll play uh, – I'll have a week and someone isn't playing like they're, you know, there's someone not in the uh, starting lineup. And it's like, all yeah, right, well, whatever. Was, I got burned on Trevor Simeon th- on Thursday Night Football last week. It was one of those that I just I just missed it. Yeah, but I was uh, prior to last week. I lost last week, though. I was like number eighth in the tournament until I lost last week. I think it might knock me down a little bit. Yeah, I uh, I ended up taking you down there. But <laughs> I was going to say, see, yeah, you're talking about people, people don't have to like fix their lineup. It's... Yeah, I think I'm fifth out of like 72 in that league. So that's just oh, nice. Way... Yeah, that, that's just kind of like uh, what regression to the mean there. Not yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I got going back to the uh, going back to the Waddle comment, though. I just met like everyone here on the broadcast and I I think I lead to professor. I was like, bro, you didn't take Waddle. (laughs) Right. Like, why? Uh, What are you going to do? Berm, any thoughts on the uh, on the best ball front? Yes, I didn't do quite as much best ball. I have like I have a couple of like season long ones and like two entries into like the smaller, the, the puppy, whatever. Yeah. Uh, one of them actually is pretty good. One of them isn't. Um, and yeah, like I'm looking through my exposures right now and I see why a lot of my teams aren't all, all that great. There's, you know, when, when you draft too early, I, I think we all have this happen. Like, yeah, the player doesn't even make the team. And you're like, oh, that was a little <laughs> bit too much hype for the for yeah. that guy. It has Maybe. its advantages. It has its disadvantages. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's true. Um, you know, that's kind of, it's funny that you, you said that. I feel like I was about the only thing. Uh, that we kind of didn't discuss because, you know, I asked Levitan when he was on the show, um, you know, like, what's your, you know, ideal, you know, time of the year to draft? And, you know, that the, again, that very first team I drafted, man, is just like the stone nuts. And then, you know, but then in the puppy three, like, like over half of my entries in those late ones are, you know, advancing, set up to advance and they're all firsties. So, you know, they're all they're all set up good. So it's. It's weird, man. It, those ones in the middle, though, they definitely suck. So that's still <laughs> when we don't said, know. There's something know. said there for sure. I mean, jumping on early before, you know, a lot of those gut feelings and those those ADPs catch up to what you know they should be, yep. you know, and some of that. And then at the at the back end, when when everything's so true and it's, you know, we have a, a lot more clarity on training camp situations and things like that. It's uh, it's really interesting to see how, how you know, and looking in the rearview mirror how these are. But uh professor any any last items to add before we hop on over and talk about some of our favorite props on our sponsor site thrive fantasy i think we're ready to go man it's week 14 i mean this is this is why we came here yeah i mean we say this every year like first of all i can't believe it's week 14 but just this year 2021 in general i i don't know if it was because last year felt like it was three years or what but i i can't believe we're almost at the end of the year already which is nuts but uh in case you guys are not familiar, we're going to go through the main slate here, the $20 entry for the 40K prize pool here. Uh, quick summary, if you don't know by now, you pick 10 out of the 20 options that are provided, but be careful, there will be some injured dudes in here, so you are going to need to throw in a couple of ice picks, which you see down there next to the positions filled. 
got to get your 10, got to get your two ice picks in. Um, we're just, we are tired of giving out the winners. So we're going to slim it down a little bit. Uh, we've been asked to lay off giving the, the winning picks out so much. Yeah. They're so, really coming down on us. Yeah. So if you guys want to get some of this action here, as you can see, 10 K up top and it trickles down to a $25 min cash, which, uh, probably going to be some good overlay again. What you say, Berm? Oh yeah. Every week, a ton of overlay and anytime there's overlay, like that's just essentially like free money. Like how could you not very true. get a little bit of skin in the game when do, there's so much overlay? Do something. Yeah. Do something with your life. You guys, <laughs> um, for crying out loud. Um, my buddy, uh, Derek, don't call me David Carr. Um, <laughs> I noticed he's on the, uh, the list this week, but let's, let's kick it off with the, the Baker Mayfield prop here. This is what we call the, the berm special. We've talked about it before. We've talked about it specifically with Baker Mayfield before. That's right. Uh, it's the usual point total here over 75 points under 125 berm. It's, this is this is your your prop like every week we talk about this so it's just natural for you to go first yeah so it's always worth targeting this int prop that thrive puts up every single week um just because you get so much for it i haven't kept track of um how often it's hit and how often it's missed but it's got to be around 50 percent, if not if not more um for the under hitting on this so i think if you had just blindly taken the under on this every single week, you'd be, you know, overall getting value for picking that. So um, I'd say this week, uh, specifically for um, going up against uh, the Ravens here, um, I'd say it, it's still worth taking in about half of your entries. That's probably what I'm going to end up doing. Um, even more potentially, I, I think that they might not end up throwing the ball all that often this game i mean browns run heavy team and if it's a you know there's so many game scripts where baker mayfield doesn't have to throw the ball that often that you gotta like something not happening which is what <laughs> so yeah i'll bet on something not happening and very marlon, well marlon humphrey is out and that's a huge marlon humphrey is out and then you know i mean dr berm is telling you hey like if you did this blindly every week uh, you would come out about 50% or probably up. Well, I mean, he's living it and he's won $12,000. So, I mean, he's done it every week. He's hit that prop at least 50% of lineups, right? I mean, and it's worked out. So I, I think that's one to attack at, le at the very least, you know? Um, oh, yeah. And, and, you know, like I said, like do it in 50% of your lineups. I think that's the best advice there because, you know, if we're talking about it, it hits 50% of the time every week, put it into half your lineups, Half it's going to work, half it's not. There you go. Yeah, and something to, uh, Jeff, before I get your thoughts on this, um, you pull up the game logs, and I did this specifically. I'm I'm not one of the game log uh, trolls, but, um, you know, the, the, the way the schedule's set up, Browns are coming off their bye, but they also played the Ravens before their bye. So, you know, 247, he throws a tub, doesn't throw a pick. It's the same team. Uh, secondary that's not as healthy as they were the last time they played. However, Baker is healthier than the last time these two teams played. And he has been really getting his ass beat this year. And um, I feel like it's probably the healthiest he's been in like a month. Um, Jeff, first, would you agree with that comment? And second, what way would you be leaning on this prop? 
No, I, I completely agree on this prop. I'm going under on these. I've noticed the same thing that you got 125 sitting out there and it feels like half the time guys don't throw as many picks as what you would think instinctually with how much, how often they throw the ball They're They're usually most quarterbacks are very good at keeping ball control and not having the turnovers there. I know Joe Burrow's ticking up there. And of course the ghost of Sam Darnold and, and everything <laughs> else, but outside of those handful of guys and Baker's traditionally been a pretty conservative guy, especially they, they like to go to you know, Jarvis Landry. If now that Odell Beckham is gone, they, two of the tight ends are going to be gone, so they're going to be leaning on Austin Hooper. I think this is the type of game that they're really going to not want to throw the ball anyways. And so when a guy that's going to be lower in attempts and you get this with one under 125, all he has to do is take care of the ball. I think it's a great play. Yeah, and, you know, that's a good point, you know, kind of mentioning that the tight ends are. I mean, they just have such a lack of weapons uh, and they already love to run the ball. We mentioned this the last time we had the Baker INT prop, the Browns love to run the ball. So uh, I think that's just one of the best quarterbacks to have an under on if you're going to have this prop. So uh, good call. That is a consensus sweep, by the way, all four of us going toward the <laughs> under there and I'll kick this one off to uh, next. We'll go, we'll go Bible narrative and go Tyler Lockett <clears throat> basically just, over under on a tud here is he going to score one over is 125 points for yes or and then under 75 so the opposite of the baker waiting and uh jeff i'll throw it to you first as the guest here uh tell us about your lean and your choice on this tyler lockett prop yeah, so when I pulled these up and, and looked through here, that was the one that stuck out to me going over on that one because it's it's Houston and this just feels like there has got to be a get right game looming for this Seattle offense. You you think that for how bad they've been, like really the the entire season, one of these games is out here. Russ is going to go for three fifty and everybody's going to get theirs. And Houston feels like the perfect time for that to happen, playing inside and. Yeah, Lockett just needs to. It's I think it's like he's scored in four out of his twelve games, and so you're you're running right about thirty three percent. But at the same time, just to hit an over against Houston for one twenty five points, I think is a great play. Yeah, I could see the uh, over hitting on a long bomb, and I'm betting that uh, over on Lockett's longest reception this week as well. So it definitely feels like a, a get right spot. Like you mentioned, Jeff, uh, professor, your thoughts on the locket prop and the point waiting. Yeah, it's tempting to chase the point. So I will, I think it's very, <laughs> uh, you know, it's a great matchup. Um, and this is definitely one that I'm not necessarily getting in all of mine. Um, I think it's one that I can kind of wait until the end and be like, okay, I need, you know, if I need a lot more points, then I can go to one of these heavy leaning point totals. And this one seems very achievable. He just got a touchdown last week. He had seven receptions. Um, so, you know, with all the talk of Russ and, you know, this offense, you, you know, like Jeff said, we're bound to see a 30 point explosion here. Um, yeah, they, they don't have, they can't run the ball until they can run the ball. You know, I think we'll see like a lot of short passes to lock it. To, you know, that's why they keep trying to throw it to Gerald Everett underneath. He fumbled twice last week, so I don't think they're going to trust him as much. So it's just a lot leaning Lockett's way. Yeah, Berm, are you uh, are we making this um, a unanimous, even though touchdown props are really tricky to bet? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, I like the touchdown props less than I like the, the interception props. <laughs> yeah. But here, yes. you're getting 125 points for a team's 
wide receiver 1B, 1A maybe, uh, depending on DK Metcalf's health, just to score a touchdown against an abysmal defense. He was on a team that has a run game that's awful uh, and also on a team that has a bad defense. So they could still end up throwing the ball in the fourth quarter. Um, it's very, very possible. Uh, and I know he's not Russell Wilson's like favorite red zone target at all. That's the one thing that makes this, you know, a, a little bit more hesitant play here. But just for the, the points here, you, you got to love it. I'd still probably have some of the over if it was 100 points even. Yeah, that makes, that makes sense so I'll for take sure. the extra points there. Right. Yeah. So so far, if you if you guys are keeping track, we've done two one twenty fivers. So you're getting hundred points already uh, over your competition that picked the other way. So you know that's it's. I did all that math in my head, just <laughs> as, as Matthew Barry would say. Um, the next one, um, I kind of like this one here quite a bit. And uh, Professor, I'll throw it to you, but I just wanted to mention real quick the eighty and a half combo. Uh, for the rushing and receiving yards against the Chargers for Saquon. Very appetizing over when the points are even Steven, 100 apiece. And, you know, to be honest, I could could see Saquon busting uh, a long run. I know he hasn't broken a a really long one like he's kind of trademarked, you know, his rookie year and uh, early in his career. But, man, I could see him maybe getting to 80 rushing yards just as is uh, because yeah. of the matchup. So kind of like a matchup play here for me. Uh, but I want to get your thoughts on this. Um, what way are you leaning? Are you, are you also going towards the over? Yeah, you know, I, I, I really I've been waiting. I think we've all been waiting for the Saquon game. Um, it, this just feels like it will be. Um, the Chargers do allow a lot of rushing yards. Um, they've allowed, you know, at least 80 yards in most every game this season, except for two games that they haven't allowed 80 rushing yards to the to running backs. Um, and Saquon himself has put together two straight weeks of at least 40 rushing yards, and he's been heavily targeted, just hasn't gotten a lot of yards in the receiving game. So I think that's where this is going to actually be, you know, prevalent is that the regression will come to the mean here and you know the targets are going to actually uh you know translate into yards in the receiving game and then i think that this game is just set up for the giants to attack the middle of the field which the chargers allow they their corners are very good so a lot of the stuff on the outside i mean you know this might not be a kenny galladay game uh but it could easily be you know an evan ingram or a sterling shepherd or a saquon up you know in the middle of the field game so I like it here, and I think that maybe you know you kind of capitalize on people being down on Saquon here, and you you go over. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Berm, interested to get your thoughts. Professor likes the potential for the receiving yards. I like the potential for the rushing yards. This is kind of cooking up to be an easy over. What do you think? Well, I'm thinking like regardless of how he gets there, that last point you made, Steve, I think is is important. Um, I, I guarantee that the field is going to pick the under on this more than the over interesting um and and despite that i i do lean towards the over here i feel like the the amount of targets just have been going up for him and he's gonna get some bigger plays and he could still do it just on the uh on the uh, run game itself too uh, yeah. so there's a lot of ways for him to get there i'll lean towards the over i'm not gonna have a ton of this one but I think over is the way to go. You get a little bit of leverage on the field that way. Yeah. And Jeff, before I grab your thoughts on this, I uh, just wanted to quickly throw out uh, the current 
uh, you know, Vegas lines right now are we're sitting at about anywhere from about 22 and a half to 24 and a half receiving yards for Saquon at most books and uh, the over under for 55 and a half ish uh, rushing yards. So, you know, altogether, you're almost getting to the 80 total. So it's maybe just a couple of yards uh, beefier, but, you know, even even points. Um, I don't know, man. I kind of like the potential here, Jeff. I, I do. I will say you guys know I love unders. Um, so I hate that we're taking all these overs so far. So I, I don't know. I, I might just pick an under just just for shits and gigs. But Jeff, <laughs> what are what are your thoughts on this? I might be the lone dissension voice because I, I am kind of I feel like I'm just off this Giants offense in general, especially with Jake Fromm starting at quarterback. <laughs> I, I don't want to be. I don't know, man. I don't. I really don't want to be sweating out an, an extra twelve yards to hit an over on Saquon Barkley, like in the with five minutes that's left in the fourth call. quarter. So that's just where I'm. I just I, this. I think that this is, offense has scored like two or three touchdowns in their last like thirty drives or something insane like that. I saw that stat last week. It's just been a, absolutely abysmal. And then you're, you're going to Jake Fromm making his first NFL start. It, it's just got a lot of potential to be very bad. Yeah, the wheels could come off early, but at the same time, I do like I kind of like the combo props with the the shittier offenses because you know if they're getting trucked, like he could get dump offs, like Professor said. Uh, but if it's you know if they keep it relatively close, which I don't know, we'll see how easy that is. Um, you know, he could definitely you know get enough carries and and get there just on volume. But yeah, the extra yardage is scaring me a little. Um, but we did get we did get two overs, and I I opened saying I like the over, so I'll just I'll go ahead and click the over before. So, to Jeff's point, uh, this is definitely one to wait until the end. Uh, and if you don't have your ten, maybe you like it. What you know? But I can agree with the statement of Jake from maybe just avoid it. Uh, you know, I, I definitely see that logic there. Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. Want to give a shout out to next week's guest Ryan Weiss uh popped in on the on the YouTube channel shout out to Hot Take Fantasy Football on the YouTube uh by the way get you know, if you're not watching if you're not watching on YouTube um you can get over there and uh like and subscribe and do all that fun stuff um but big shout out to Ryan who's popping in um he's he wanted to uh give props to Berm uh wanted to, wanted to mention the bankroll Berm that is his hero yeah well, so. he coined he coined that term. Yeah, he used coined there because that's money, and then Berm makes money on Thrive. I see. Yeah, so we see yeah. what he did there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's why it's so brilliant. Its simplicity is its brilliance, and uh, really excited. I hope you guys uh, tune in next week for a little little holiday episode. So uh, got hey, shout out to uh, Chevy Chase. Uh, by oh, the way, nice great shirt. Um, that is a great yeah. shirt. Yeah, I, check I, it out. Ryan's a great guy. Ryan really has really helped me out a lot too. So yeah, also at the same uh, DNO draft that you guys yes, did he was. in the office yeah, division. Yeah. yeah, look at that. Got like half of us back together. I think we're actually the top three. And I might be wrong. I know me and Jeff are up there. I think Ryan's right there too. Right, right. Yeah, uh, definitely not. It wasn't the best draft for me. Yeah. All, hey, Berm, you're doing it in other ways this year, bro. It's all good. That's true. Um, there was all this confusion. Like, we had uh, Big John come in. It's like, ah, it's not a super flex. And we're like, what? And they're like, Patrick Mahomes off the board. We're like, oh, my God. And then it was a super flex. So there was some confusion there. No, shout out to Big John, too. It did a hell of a job. Yes. So, uh, um, <laughs> but before we get too far, I'll, I'll get us back on course here. And we'll move on to the Josh Allen prop. And, uh, 
Jeff, I'll throw it to you first. Uh, we have three and a half total passing touchdowns and interceptions. The over is at a buck 15 and the unders at 85. What way are you leaning on this Josh Allen prop? These I hate these. It's like the past <laughs> the past TD plus interception. I am just terrible at it. I feel like it <laughs> like out of any of them, I'm just the worst at these. Um, I, part of me thinks that the the Bills are offenses due to get right a little bit against the Tampa defense that we have saw seen get exploited through the passing game, and so that's where I would. And knowing Josh Allen, um, he, he seems a little bit more willing this year to let some balls fly that are going to get picked off. And so that's where I lean over, given the 115 on the total. That's that's where I end up landing. Yeah. Uh, Burm, I'll throw it to you next because we I, I think I said the same thing last week. Like, I hate I hate these combo props for the QB. <laughs> Drive me nuts. Yeah, these can be really frustrating. I've definitely missed a, a whole bunch of these over the weeks. Uh, I would lean towards the over here. You get the potential of uh, Josh Allen just making a bunch of mistakes and throwing like two or three picks even. Uh, and, you know, they're at least going to put up a couple of touchdowns there. Their run game is like non-existent. So assuming they, you know, get to their projected point total, I think that's going to come through the air. And, you know, I'll take the points there. Um, he's done it, you know, several times the season thrown uh, for at least, you know, four of either uh, touchdowns plus interceptions or just touchdowns. So I'll take the points. Yeah. And Professor, we like uh, correlating this with the with the Diggsy Tud, right? Yeah. If you're going to go over, you might as well. I mean, it's right there. It is very tempting. It's, you know, you just click the over uh, along with that Josh Allen and then you go over to the DraftKings and then you put Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs in there and then it works out. That's just <laughs> what you have to do this week because I think that, you know, I think last week we I was really attacking Brady and, you know, the, the Tampa Bay receivers. I think that this week I'm going with the Bills stacks. I really like them to, you know, I think Josh Allen is going to be the QB one on the week. And yeah, so I'll, I'll tap the over. Uh, besides last week, he did it twice in a row against the Colts and the Saints. I mean, the Saints have been pretty bad against the pass recently, but the Colts are pretty good, um, even though they do give up, you know, uh, points to the wide receivers. But they are, you know, they do get turnovers. And that's one thing that, you know, I think Jeff brought up earlier. He, that he has been throwing picks. He actually threw the ball 30 times on that Monday night game in the wind. I can't believe that he threw it 30 times. Yeah, but 38 dropbacks, man. I, I didn't realize he dropped back 38 that's times. a lot for that game, for, you know, what you would think. But, I mean, he did end up, you know, obviously coming from behind. Um, but he didn't throw a pick, you know, and he had been throwing picks. You know, that's what he's been doing uh, the three weeks prior to that. So I think that will come back. The one thing Richard Sherman is playing in this game, and I think that's a great opportunity for touchdowns. So I, I think that's great for Josh Allen in this game. <laughs> yeah, if not, you're going to go the other way when that. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Yeah, if not a Stefan Diggs touchdown, uh, they love to sneak in uh, my boy Gabe Davis and get him some, yeah. some touchdown looks too. So I think I think Gabe could could burn the Sherm for one of those. So we'll see how it goes. But um, next one, I know you wanted to talk about uh, here, Professor, was Devonte Adams. Uh, looking at this 80 and a half receiving yards, um, you know, so this is Sunday night football. So uh, this might be your Sunday night hammer, if you will. Uh, but what way are you leaning on this one? Yeah, you're you're going to love this. I'm going under. Um, oh, yeah, he did 89. You know, he had 89 yards against Chicago this year. So it was close. He's had a, 
a few games, a handful of games under this, this 80, but he can still have a good game, right? He can still have a touchdown. He can still have two touchdowns. Um, you know, J- Justin Fields is playing in this game. Uh, it's going to, is it in Lambeau? I'm not seeing. That. It is. Yeah. I mean, this is just a smash for the Packers. You have to imagine. So I think it's a great opportunity to get these points here. 130. Yeah. I mean, he could easily hit the over. Yeah. We know what Devonte Adams does, but you could just see it going as the games, we, as we think the game script will go and then just get those points right there. It's a lot of them. Jeff, what are your thoughts? I see the play on the points. I mean, it's almost double, you know, (laughs) from 70 to 135. So you're almost doubling up just on that one play. I feel like I tend to skew away from the Sunday night games because it's just like the weight of like, I want to know like how my early ones did. And then you're stressing (laughs) out on like that. Okay. I'm, I'm sitting at, eight hit right now and now i've got two on this money on the sunday night game like i just i just wanted to be done but i see that point total and i completely agree with that game script potential i mean 130 is something that you've got to attack yeah and um this kind of like the opposite of that bills bucks game where that's kind of like the the fantasy du jour a lot of high owned dfs plays in that game this one's gonna gonna Probably be the opposite, plus a little, uh, a lot, well, I should say a lot more narrower target distribution here. But, uh, Berm, what are your thoughts on the Adams play here? Oh, yeah. So, a couple of stats here. So, career, he's averaged a surprisingly low 60 yards per game against the Bears. I know it's, you know, previous years, different teams. But over 15 games, you know, sample size is actually okay there. Um, even this year, he came really close to missing this. Um, he had 89 yards on four catches. So. Um, you know, it's not like any, any player can just show up and get like a hundred yards receiving. Like, you know, it's still, uh, you still got to get there. Um, I'll definitely have a couple shares of this. I'd say that it's more likely you're not taking this, uh, based on the fact that it would be more likely for him to not get to this, uh, receiving yard total, but just the fact that you're getting those extra hundred, uh, you know, doubling up with your points essentially is you know just what you want. Plus, yeah. Justin Fields, like, they could score three points and the game could be over, you know, yeah. like, like right away. So. Yeah, and, and, and I, you know, this is definitely one of them that you don't have to – I mean, it's just – it is a game changer. If, you know, you have this under and a lot of people did what Jeff said and what I think is very, you know, reasonable is to just avoid it altogether, a lot of people are going to do that. So, you know, if that hits, you're really having a leg up on the field. Um you know, yeah, I, I think it's a great point that, you know, he had that 89 yards earlier in the season. We've seen MVS be used a little bit more. Um, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon will be used in this game. So there's just a lot of things that could happen that you could see it being an under. Yeah, and the uh, one of the reasons that that under is weighted so heavily, I, I feel like, is because the Vegas uh, prop is about, you know, eight or nine yards higher. So he's sitting around 89-ish yards you know, for his uh, Vegas point total. So keep that into consideration when you are placing your wagers, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that's like half of a lineup. So, I mean, we basically gave you guys enough to get, you know, started here, uh, which I think is pretty good. Um, Jeff, any final thoughts here on the uh, the Thrive slate at all? Well, Jeff has, Jeff has one prop that he wants to talk about. Oh, lay it um, on me, brother. I do have one that I want. And, and you know, that you mentioned that everybody is targeting the Buffalo-Tampa game for fantasy purposes. It feels like this year, whenever we have one of those games, there's a tendency to go under on expectations. 
but Brady has hit over 295, seven out of his 12 games. And the, so the Bills don't have Tredavious White anymore. And I am just a scarred, emotional Bills fan when it comes to Tom Brady. And the, the way that the season is going, I have the full expectation that he is going to, you know, we're going to walk down there to Tampa and he's just going to finish the job that Bill Belichick started and rip our take cut our hearts right out so i'm hitting that <laughs> over a 295 because i think that's a number that he could hit pretty easily yeah i don't see why not uh berm what are your thoughts on the brady prop yeah, i like it he's been he's been great um you know uh, uh, over there uh definitely solid pick i mean that there's gonna be a lot of throwing a lot of points scored in that game i mean yeah, I, I would lean towards the overall on that as well. Professor, yeah, it's, a good, it's a good call uh, from Jeff that, you know, Tredavious White is out and, you know, perception yeah. of a defense changes, you know, and I think everyone's starting to realize, hey, the Steelers, they can be attacked. Um, well, get in on it now with the Bills. And this is a good, you know, obvious kind of, not obvious, but it's Brady. And he's done this, like Jeff said, seven off 12 times. So it is likely that he will hit the over. So again, you know, that's a good opportunity to get some points here. Yeah, uh, Tredavious White being out. Don't be surprised if the uh, the Patriots totally flip the script next time they play the Bills and uh, throw all over them. So that would be so. I would so, be surprised. If the, I just don't believe Mac Jones, but that is what it is. It's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> a, a shootout uh, game is what we Bills fans want against against the Patriots. Not so much Tampa, I don't think. Yeah, it's uh it's gonna be an entertaining game, man. Either way, Jeff. Um, we definitely appreciate you taking time again to come on the show. Uh, can you remind everyone where they can find you and find your stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So on Twitter at for whom Jay Bell tolls, you can find me potting on Tuesday nights at seven o'clock. I do a show coming off the edge, and then at nine thirty I have my show, the Debbie Royale, and then just content coming out, fantasy pros. Um, doing NFL content for them, Debbie content for them, Dynasty content for them, and just kind of here around everywhere else. Way too much Twitter, but it is what it is. <laughs> Great follow on Twitter. Go, go yeah. follow Jeff right now. Thank you. Absolutely. And speaking of Twitter, uh, Berm, you can find Dr. Berm, a.k.a. Bankroll Berm, as our buddy Ryan likes to say. Uh, you know, posting those screenshots. I mean, almost literally every week now at this point, you can find him at Peace by Inches FF, and you can find the OG, Mr. Stephen Troni, at FF Professor ST3 on the Twitter sphere, and you can find me at Josh Daly72. We appreciate you guys tuning in. This has been the Hot Take Fantasy Football Podcast. <laughs>